Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? We're yes. Ready. All right, here we go. Paul Chris was a surprise firing at Wisconsin this year, but two other coaches in the Big Ten West are coming under heavy fire as well. Who survives and who gets bounced between Kirk Ferentz and Pat Fitzgerald? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So the Ferentz thing is starting to get ugly because his press conferences are getting ugly. He turned on a media member this week who asked a question, started asking the team questions after their loss at Ohio State. And he said, you know, I thought I had a bad day, but then I remembered, hey, I'm not that guy asking those questions. Oh, boy. I I mean, plus you have Chuck Long. No, you're that guy having to answer those questions, (laughs) jackass. Uh, Chuck Long, an Iowa legend, questioned the hiring of Brian Ferentz, Kirk's son, as his quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator. I mean, I think it's Ferentz. He's 67. He's 20 years older than Pat Fitzgerald. They just announced a new stadium there. I think Pat's still a popular guy, even though they were really bad. But I think Ferentz at 67, they might say, hey, it's time, sir. I I think if I have to choose one of the two, I would agree that it's Ferentz, just because Northwestern knows what they are as a program. They're the bottom feeder in the Big Ten. However, under Pat Fitzgerald, they've actually, every couple of years, they rise up. This is one of those down years for, for Northwestern. Um, I suspect that they can be back up towards the top of the uh, of the Big Ten West in the next couple of years because that's just their M.O. With Iowa, when they start losing, and Iowa's usually a team that's always there, like three out of four years, Iowa's very competitive. This year, they're not very competitive. They're three and four on the season, and as you mentioned, Ference is kind of feeling some of that heat. With Brett Bielema having the success at Illinois this year, Brett Bielema is always that dark horse guy to be the next coach at Iowa, right? Because he's a former Hawkeye. My cousin, who's a Wisconsin Badger, and when Bielema was there and Bielema left, my cousin always said, never trust somebody with a Hawkeye tattoo. <laughs> so I have the feeling that they already feel like, you know, if we lose Kirk Ferentz, we can just go ahead and bird dog the coach of Illinois and bring him on over. Yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd say Ference is more more likely to get bounced. You're right about Northwestern. The expectations just aren't as high. And every now and then, do do rise up. <laughs> and uh, they'll be okay if Fitzgerald gets them to rise up uh, within the next year or two. Just, you know, show, show, show some flashes. Texas A&M is 3-4, and four, and now three freshmen have been suspended for an incident in the locker room at South Carolina. Two of the players, it's reported this is their second incident. Could Jimbo Fisher be in trouble? Yeah, he could be in trouble. You talk about the SEC where it just means more. 
They also have deep pockets in the SEC, particularly in the state of Texas. They've got deep pockets. They had to open up those pockets to pay Jimbo in the first place. But I don't think they'd have any problem if they deem that this is a complete cluster to go find the next head coach they like and give him the same money and just buy him out. They can't have this. They 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 this is they made the move to the SEC. They got the the hot coach they thought was going to take them to greatness. They paid out huge sums of money not only to the coach but NIL deals for all these players, and it is an utter disaster. They just got beat by South Carolina. It's one thing to lose to Alabama, but you can't lose to South Carolina, let alone Appalachian State earlier in the year. So a couple things here. One is there's so many moving parts down at Texas A&M and NNINL because so many boosters have paid for players. And the important thing to remember is the return on a freshman class doesn't come in year one. No, it doesn't. And so, yeah, they bought all these players. Expectations went through the roof, but those players are still freshmen. Some of them can make an impact and some have, but the big impact doesn't come till years three and four, really. Maybe some in the second year, but... Uh, so there's that. And are those players they just paid for, are those the ones that are getting in trouble? But when boosters are paying for players, they feel a sense of ownership. Do you know what Jimbo's buyout is? It, I imagine it's huge. $85.9 million. <laughs> that might be a little larger than... than I, and I'm point. thinking, there's no way. And then I'm like, yes, there's a way. It's Texas A&M. You said it. It's oil money. So, yeah, I think he's... Feeling the heat. I can't imagine feel, getting bought feel, out this year, feel, feel, feel. but I think he is definitely feeling the heat. Were you rolling on that rehearsal? <laughs> yeah, he's in trouble, guys, but not this year. You're correct, Doug. Dude, they don't care about buyouts. They're still buying out the last two coaches. <laughs> it, it doesn't even matter. They'll just roll in the next guy with a $100 million buyout. Texas A&M, yeah, he, he's in trouble, but not yet, Doug. You're right. I think next year. But those freshman players that, got, that are in trouble right now, for multiple, are those the ones that got the big NIL deal? That, uh, they haven't. They, uh, I don't. And, know. and they won't reveal those know. names. You'll just have to find out through the portal. Which first year head coach is off to the worst start? Mario Cristobal at Miami, Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame, Brent Venables, Oklahoma. I, well, look, they're actually all recruiting reasonably well. Okay, they have all. I believe on the if they're not in the top ten, I know Notre Dame is, uh, Oklahoma is, and I think Miami's just outside the top ten of recruiting. And recruiting rankings are. I mean, it's all you can really go on because it's an inexact science. So I'm looking at at least Freeman is recruiting near the top in the country. I think Miami, my impression of Miami fans is that there's front runners kind of down there. That's my impression. And so there's not a huge amount of pressure. I mean, Miami doesn't want to be three and four, but they don't have the pressure like Venables does at Oklahoma. And they are losing ugly. I mean, they are losing ugly. So I'm going to say Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm that going, fan base cares. Uh, they do care, but I also think it's it's so early for them, and and they recognize that they've they they bounce back nicely after a loss that was a little hurtful for them. Um, Miami, that's a different animal. I mean, they've they just lost to Duke. Miami just lost to Duke. On top of that, uh, they lost to the aforementioned Texas A and M, which at the time didn't look so bad. They were a top twenty five team, but Texas A and M is not good. They lost to Middle Tennessee State University. These aren't losses you can have at Miami and feel good about yourself. So I, I, you're just asking. I don't think he's going to get fired because of the recruiting and all that, and they know it's going to take a couple years. But, Kane, to answer your question, who's off to the worst start? It's got to be Cristobal at Miami. Guys, I got Marcus Freeman. Because it's Notre Dame, 
And he was there. This is the guy the players wanted. It was an easy transition. I I think we all three of us are actually rooting for Marcus Freeman because we like Marcus Freeman. Not that we like Notre Dame. But I've always had this uneasy feeling from the day he got hired, this would be a bad move and they had to go outside. So I'm going to go just because it's Notre Dame that Marcus Freeman's off to the worst start. All right, does Penn State have any prayer of beating Ohio State at in-state college? No. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Clifford is, I mean, at best he's an average quarterback. Um they don't have any real threats at wide receiver that you can see. Um, the running back is a true freshman. He's very, very talented, but that's all they have. Defensively, they've got a couple of players defensively are pretty good. They've got maybe a first-round pick in, in, in Porter, uh, the cornerback who's really good. But you need three of those guys to stop what Ohio State's going to do offensively because Ohio State can roll out five receivers that will play in the NFL and probably be all drafted within the first two rounds. So there's just too much firepower from Ohio State. There's no firepower from Penn State. So here's the thing. Ohio State looks very good on paper, but they do have vulnerabilities just like everybody else. Um, Iowa held the Ohio State in the red zone in the first half to, I think, four first-half field goals. And Penn State held Michigan to four field goal attempts in that game. If they play that kind of red zone defense, if that adds up and they hold Ohio State to field goals, yeah, I think they've got a shot. Here's something else. Ohio State's average scoring drive against Iowa, do you know how long it was? Their average scoring drive? No. 36 yards. Mm. Because Iowa's offense kept turning it over and putting their defense in a terrible position. Ohio State went 3 of 13 on third downs. There's a path there. Ohio State just simply has vulnerabilities, but just like everybody else, that's good. It's interesting you brought those two games because in the second half of both those games, Michigan totally throttled Penn State. And Ohio State figured things out offensively. Short field or not, they just throttled they down the defense. Yeah. That's where their longer drives came. I think they do have a prayer. Now, this is a, it's going to take a, a thoughts and prayers, but uh, they had but their I prayer think, answered years ago on a blocked but, extra point or something. Yeah, I don't know but if you know, what, college football, man. Any given Saturday, I don't. It's not like Middle Tennessee. You you mentioned some. T- Schools that have beaten yeah. other big programs. This is Penn State, right? Middle Tennessee State, Appalachian State. Penn State does have a prayer. They're at home. I give them a little bit of a shot. ESPN College Game Day is going to Jackson State. How significant is this? It's awesome for HBCUs. I think it is really, really cool. And my guess with Dion in charge down there, it's going to be wild. I think it's going to be a great scene, and I love it. Now, it does tap into one of my concerns with the Big Ten leaving ESPN. This week, there are two top 25 matchups, okay? Two that have two teams from top 25 playing each other. ESPN isn't going to either one. They're both on Fox. I love college game day, and I love it when it's on on B1G campuses, but I'm scared that when the ESPN loses and has no more Big Ten rights with the new TV deal, that we'll see it reflected in where college game day chooses to go. I'm also a little surprised they didn't go to Syracuse. Because they're hosting Notre Dame. It's probably because they lost last week to Clemson, but they've never been to Syracuse. Syracuse is ranked, and they're hosting Notre Dame. It was a great opportunity for them to check the Syracuse box. But Yeah, I, I think it's awesome, too, that they're going to an HBCU, and it's Deion Sanders has just brought that program to prominence and really brought the spotlight over to that to, to the SWAC, and and I think it's, it's awesome. And just showing that you can compete for big-time players – at the smaller schools, go ahead and do it. Just you know, just give them the opportunity. So I I love it. 
I think it's very significant. And this is one of the reasons why a few weeks ago I said that I may be a fool, but I think Deion Sanders stays at Jackson State because he can make a bigger difference in that whole entire landscape and, and that conference than he would going to Auburn or wherever and just be another one of those SEC coaches. This is a big deal. All right, real quick, guys. It's kind of an NFL uh, college football combined. Who's going to be the number one pick? Well, if the Lions are stuck with the first pick overall, I'm taking Will Anderson. I know that there's all the talk about going for the quarterback, and even if I think the Lions desperately need to draft the quarterback, I'm still going Will Anderson. And I say that because I build in the trenches. Offensive line is all set for the Lions. Defensive line, I like Aiden Hutchinson, but I like some of the other pieces they have. You pair them up with Will Anderson on the other side, or Will Anderson playing an outside linebacker position, and the defense has gotten infinitely better in one offseason, that's what I would do. I want to be clear. My flag is not planted. It's way too early. But I'll right now, C.J. Stroud. I'm early. taking yeah. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Yeah, no caveats for me. I don't care what the team is. If I had to pick the number one pick today, it'd be C.J. Stroud. And there it is. Swing around college football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.